but I must study and work the word. Amen and amen. Let us pray. Okay, I hear a phone or something. Okay. All right, let us pray. Most holy and all wise Father, it's once more and again that your children have gathered in this sacred place. We've gathered here, Lord God, to hear a word from you. We ask you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, just to touch our hearts and our minds so that we are just centered on you and nothing else. Yes, Lord. Lord, in faith, I sit down. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming in and doing what only you can do. Because if you don't minister to us, Lord God, there's no point in our even being here. So in faith, Lord, I release myself now to the leading and the guiding of your Holy Spirit. In the wonderful, holy, and righteous name of Jesus, my soul says amen. amen. I ask you to turn in your Bibles to Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Someone tell us the page because I typed it out. Hebrews, the 11th chapter. We're going to look at verse 6 only. Hebrews, the 11th chapter. We're going to look at verse 6 only. So someone give us the page as soon as, pardon me, I can't hear you. 974. 974. Hebrews, the 11th chapter. We're going to look at verse 6 only, but keep your Bibles handy because we're going to be using them. You have it? Speak to me, Lord. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Amen. Now we have seen this morning that this has been a very special day for us. And it's been a special day because God has allowed four, three adults to reaffirm their faith in Christ and to become members of our church. And because we had two young, young boys whose lives have been dedicated to the Lord. So I knew that's what we were going to do today. So I asked the Lord, I said, okay, Father, what is it that you would have our new members to hear? What would you have the congregation to hear that would help them in their Christian walk. So God told me to turn to this scripture that I just read to you. And he says that if I would ask any of you all the question, do you want to live a life that is pleasing to God? That most of you, at least I believe, would answer yes. I want to live a life that is pleasing to God. Well, God gives us very plain instructions here. He says, if you want to live a life that pleases me, then you've got to live a life of faith. Amen. You say, well, pastor, what does that mean? Well, I want you to notice first, it says it is impossible to please God without faith. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how much money you give. It doesn't matter how talented you are. It doesn't matter any of these things. Because God says you cannot please him apart from living a life of faith. 
You say, well, pastor, what does that mean? Well, God goes on in this verse and he says uh, that when you come to him, you must believe that God is. Now, when I, I thought about it and I said, okay, Lord, if I just tell the people to live a life of faith, then some of them may say, well, I already have faith. But the question that God wants you to ask yourself, who is your faith based in? It's the source of your faith or the, uh, thank you, Lord, the object of your faith that is important because people can have faith in their jobs. They can have faith in education. They can have faith in their financial situation. They can fa have faith in, in uh, their family. They can have a faith in a, a meridian of things. But God says here, if you want to please him, you got to have a faith in him. And it says, first of all, you got to believe that God is. You say, what does that mean to believe that God is? That means that even though you can go into scripture and you can see a whole lot of different names for God, you can hear him called Jehovah Rapha. You can hear him called Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nissi, Jehovah Tiskanu. You can hear him called Elohim. All of these are simply names of God that describes his character, but it's all one and the same God. You have got to know that there is only one God and that there is only one way to our Lord and uh, to God, and that is through his son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. The world wants to tell you that there is alt alternate ways to God, but God says in his word, there is only one way and that is through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. People call me narrow-minded. I don't care what you can call, what you call me. It doesn't matter because what I intend to do until I take my last breath is to give you what the Word of God says, not what people think, not what society says, or anything else. Scripture tells us when Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one." No one comes to the Father but by me. Yeah. So brothers and sisters in Christ, that's the premise that I stand on. And that is what God is talking about here when he says it is going to be impossible for you to please him unless you have faith in knowing who he is, unless you have faith in knowing how it is that you are to come to God in a believing faith. Amen? Amen. 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 So God tells us, as I said, it is impossible to please him without faith. Well, my brothers and sisters in Christ, I don't know if you noticed in the bulletin, I'm having an issue with my hand, so y'all can just send a little prayer up and ask God to do something with my hand. I already did, so I believe he's going to do it. But at any rate, you may have saw in the, in the bulletin that the title of this sermon is Three Types of Faith. So even though that God is saying to you, you got to have faith believing that he is who he is, right? God said there's three different kinds of faith that people operate and live in every day. So since Crystal and Von Dale and, and Albert have rededicated their life to Christ and, and so forth, God is saying there is an avenue from this day forth that he wants you to follow. 
He's telling those of you who came as a witness this morning, thinking that you were here simply to be a witness to what was going on. But God said he has you here for a purpose because he wants you to know that there's an avenue that he expects for you to follow from this day forth. And that is the avenue of faith. Well, there's three kinds of faiths that God is going to have us look at this morning. There's a meridian of faiths in the Bible. But there's only three that God wants us to look at this morning. So I ask you to turn in your Bible to Matthew 8, verse 20. That's why I told you, keep your Bible, Sandy. I'm a teaching pastor. Matthew 8, verse 23 to 26. When you have it, speak to me, Lord. Amen. Can somebody give the page? What number? 789 in the Red Bibles, page 789 in the Red Bibles. Matthew 8, verse 23 to 26, page 789. You have it. Speak to me, Lord. Pay attention. Then he, Jesus, got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Without warning, a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, Oh, ye of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the wind and the waves, and it was completely calm. The first Faith that God wants you to see that people operate in is little faith. The first faith that God wants you to see that people operate and live in is little faith. I would dare to say that many Christians are living in the arena of little faith. You say, Pastor, what is little faith? Little faith is when you are focused on your surroundings on your circumstances, on your condition, whatever is going on in your life, that that is your focus. And as long as your focus is on your surroundings and what is going on in your life, it is going to block your faith from being in God. Because you are looking and you are just trying to figure out in your own strength. How am I going to handle this situation? My, my body is hurting. What am I supposed to do? My money is funny. What, what am I supposed to do? My children and my husband and my mate are not acting the way that they're supposed to be acting. What am I supposed to do? So what you do is you go walk around. You say you're a child of God, which I believe you are. But instead of living in, in faith, believing that God will handle the situations, you are gripped by what? Fear. What did Jesus say to the disciples? He said, we all know the story. I'm not going to go into the whole story, but we know there was a story. It said in the scripture that a storm came up unexpectedly. Brothers and sisters in Christ, when you give your life to Christ, you can believe some storms are going to come up. Amen. I want you to understand that when you become a Christian, do not be like Joanne. Because when, when I was saved, and that was over 30s of no, 40, 50 years ago, I don't know how long. But at any rate, it was at least 50 years ago. I thought that my life was going to be perfect because I had got saved. And all hell broke out everywhere. Yeah. And God had to show me 
that in order for him to teach me and for me to grow and for him to, to, to uh, show me who he was, he had to allow me to go through some things. Yeah. So it tells you here that a storm came up unexpectedly. Nobody in here that has an ounce of sense is going to tell me, well, you know, I knew this was going to happen. I knew my child was going to do this. I knew this was going to, I knew this illness was, you didn't, these things happened unexpectedly, right? But God tells them, them here, he says, oh, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? God has given you a key here, my brothers and sisters in Christ. The key is that little faith is operated by fear. Little faith is motivated, it is empowered, or whatever word you want to give to it, by fear. And fear and faith will never mix, just like oil and water cannot mix. Do you understand? So as Satan can keep you operating in fear. Because this is going on in your life, or that's not working in your life, or your prayer hasn't been answered here, or this hasn't manifested itself yet. If he can get you to be fearful, you will always be operating in little faith. Amen. And there's not much you can do with little faith. Amen. Amen. There's Hallelujah. not much you can do. Hallelujah. But there's somebody in here this morning that's been in the word for a minute, and they want to challenge me. And they want to say, well, okay, pastor, you say there's not much I can do with little faith. What about what Jesus said? If I had faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, what about that? Right? Mm -hmm. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew 17, verse 18 to 21. We're going to look at it. This is so powerful. I just told you. Jesus said earlier, little faith isn't going to cut it. I thank God you got faith, but that faith has got to grow. But you say, well, little faith, is that the same as the size of a grain of mustard? Look at this. Uh, Matthew 17, verse 18 to 21. Jesus rebuked the demons, and it came out of the boy. And he was healed from that moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, you have so what? So little faith. Then he goes on and says, I tell you the truth. If you have faith as small as a grain of mustard seed, you can speak to this mountain, move from here, and it will and it will move and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So what is God saying? First Jesus tells them, you couldn't have, they brought this boy to him. The father, the boy was demon possessed. Jesus was up in the mountain on the Mount of Transfiguration. And the disciples tried to handle it while Jesus was up on the mountain, right? And they couldn't cast the demon out. So when Jesus came down, he saw all the commotion and he asked them what the problem was and they told him and he delivered the boy. Okay, he cast the demon out. The disciples came to him privately because they didn't want to, you know, be talking in front of everybody and said, well, master, why couldn't we do it? And he said, 
because your faith was little. But notice what he says next. If you have faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, you can speak to a mountain, the mountain of circumstances in your life, the mountains of physical illness, the mountains of, you can speak to the mountain and it can be, so what is Jesus saying here? Jesus is telling them when he said you had little faith, he said your problem was you were depending on yourself to cast that demon out. You notice what they said to him? They said, why couldn't we do it? Why couldn't, you got to get this. Why couldn't we do it? What they were doing was they were relying on the fact of how God had used them previously. They had done these things previously. And now instead of trusting in God to perform the miracle, they're thinking that they are the ones that are doing it. So God goes on to say, if you have faith, it's small. He said, it's not the size of your faith. I don't know your, what's your first name? Shadira. Shadira? Okay. It's not the size of your faith. It's the object of your faith. It's who you have faith in. It's not the size of your faith. The little faith, they were looking at the circumstances. But the faith the size of a great God said, if you have that much faith in me, not in yourself, not in what you did, if you had that, that much faith in me, you can speak to the mountains in your life and they will be gone. Yes. That's a promise. Crystal, that's a promise. You can speak to the mountains in your life from illness to finances, to relationships. You can speak to the mountains. And God is saying for all of you in here from this day forth, mm -hmm. as you leave this place, that's the faith avenue that God wants you to walk on. Mm -hmm. That if you have faith the size of a grain of mustard seed and it's placed in almighty God, then you can do anything. Amen. Amen. So the first faith that many people live in and I'm, I'm afraid some of you stay there too. I'm afraid some of you, your address is in little faith. Because I'm, 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 I, I see you more talking about your circumstances and what's going on rather than talking about what God is doing Amen. or what God can do. Amen. So God says, I want you to move on. Joy, I don't want you to live in little faith. I want you to move to the next type of faith. What is the next type of faith? Turn to Romans 4. I told you there's three types of faith. Three types of faith this morning. I'm not going to keep you long, but I'm going to keep you enough that when you leave here, you got something to chew on. Romans 4, 18 to 21. Romans 4, 18 to 21. What is the next kind of faith that God says he wants to lead you to. You can't live in little faith. The next faith you got to move to, Gregory, is strong faith. The second type of faith, Shadira, is strong faith. Look at this. This, this is so powerful, but anyway. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offsprings be. Without weakening, without weakening, and he was about 100 years old, 
I, I skipped something in there. And Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promises of God, but was strengthened. He was strong. The word strengthened there means strong. He was strong in his faith, giving glory to God, being fully ex, uh, persuaded that God had the power to do what he promised. Amen. Strong faith. Amen. Strong faith. What is the first thing you can learn from this? It says, against all hope. In the King James Version, that's what I kick, uh, cut my teeth on. I like the King James. It says, against all hope, he believed in hope. God said he wants you to always have hope. He wants you to always have hope. But you got to understand, my brothers and sisters in Christ, that hope by itself is not enough. Hope is like a two-sided coin. You can take any coin out of your pocketbook. You got a head, you got a tail. If you have a coin and it only has one side within scripture, it cannot be used because the value of the coin is for you to have both sides, a head and a tail. Well, God says in the same thing in your faith walk, you got to have hope and you got to have faith. They come together. They come there. Don't give up hope on that child. That's what God told me this morning because I'm having issues with things in my life. Don't give up hope on that child. Don't give up hope on the healing being manifested in your body. Don't give up hope on God sending the man or the woman that he wants you to spend the rest of your Have hope, but have that hope seasoned with faith in Almighty God. It says against hope, he believed in hope. He knew that the God that he served was powerful enough to handle whatever situation it came in life. It says here, he stood on the promises of God. God had promised him, and I'm not going to do it long, that he was going to be the father of many nations. When he told him that, his name was Abram. Those of you who know the word, you know his name wasn't Abraham. It was Abram. Okay, and the name Abram meant, uh, I think, was mighty father. And people would walk around calling him Abram. And it was like, why are we calling you my, mighty father? You don't have chick nor child. Mm -hmm. But God promised him. He said, you're going to have so many uh, descendants. It's going to be like the grain of the uh, sand and the seashore and the stars in the sky. And when God told him that, he changed his name to Abraham, which meant the father of many nations. Okay. So God had him for 25 years. Listen to this. 25 years. God had people walking around calling him Abraham. For 25 years before he had his first child. Do you get the point? He had to hear it over and over and over and over until it burst in his spirit as a reality before he could produce what God told him to produce. Y'all get that? That's why you got to hear the word. If there's a promise of God you're standing on, have that promise by yourself like I bought for my, my sweethearts here. Buy yourself a Bible that you could listen to and, or, or, you know, put it on tape and, and just listen to it over and over. What is the promise that you're standing on? He said that he was fully persuaded that what God promised young man that he was going to perform. Are you fully persuaded? If you're not fully persuaded, you don't have strong faith. 
Fully persuaded means when you pray, you expect to see an answer. You expect it to be answered. Okay, sometimes God has to, uh, uh, you know, change the direction and so on and so forth when you have not had him lead you in the direction that he wants you to go. Because sometimes, you know, you pray for things that are not of God. But God said, if you pray according to his word, if you pray according to his word and according to his will, God said, you have whatever it is that you asked. That's strong faith. I need you to turn to it. I didn't put it in my thing. Turn to it. What is it, Lord? First John. It's um, an epistle. I need you to turn to it because I need you to get this. I may never see some of y'all again. Okay? I need y'all to see this. I may never see you again. And I want you to know what this says. Okay? First John. Where is it, Daddy? Okay. Yes. You ready? First John 4. For that, we're talking about strong faith. Strong faith. Okay, First John 4. Somebody tell the paragraph here. Uh, uh, verse 14. First John, not 4, I'm sorry. First John 5, verse 14. 988. First John 5, verse 14. Strong faith. Look at this. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. You got to come to God in confidence. Okay. If we ask anything, y'all see this? If it's your Bible highlighted, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Don't worry. We got it. If you ask anything according to the will of God, he hears you. If you ask anything according to the will of God, he, now notice what else it says. Okay, if he, and we know, verse 15, and we know that he hears us, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Hallelujah. You see that? Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't know how to make that any plainer. We're talking about the faith avenue God wants you to walk mm -hmm. on. And God said, when you come to him, you come to him in confidence. That's right. You come to him believing. Amen. And you come asking according to his will and his way. According to his word. God said, if you, he knows, you know that you're asking and according to his word, then you know that you have whatever it is that you prayed for. Thank you, Jesus. That it's yours right there. And before you get off of your knees, you thank him for the answer before it's yeah. manifested. Yeah. Thank him for the answer before it's manifest. Thank him for the answer. Don't ask him for the same thing every day, but every day thank him for the answer until it's manifested. Jesus, strong faith. Yeah. Strong faith. Yeah. That's what God wants you to have. Little faith, it's not going to take you anywhere. Strong faith, it'll get you almost where you want to go. But then there's a third faith, and that's a great faith. That's a great faith. And I need you to turn to Matthew 15. And this is the last one. Y'all say, I didn't know I was coming for Bible study. Well, this is the way I teach. This is the way I preach. Matthew 15. Because you can never leave this place saying, I never opened my Bible. 
You know, you can go to some churches and you never open a Bible. Well, you're not going to come to this church and never open your Bible. Because the Bible is what you came for, not for me. Amen. I know I'm cute, but I'm not that cute. Amen. Amen. Matthew, no, I'm not. Matt, no, I'm not. I said, Matthew 15, verse 22 to 28. You have it. Speak to me, Lord. A Canaanite woman, and this one is going to blow your mind, from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is terribly, is suffering terribly from demon possessions. We got a whole bunch of kids running around out here that are demonically possessed. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. Jesus said, but I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. <coughs> the woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Mm. Yes, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered, woman, you have what? Great faith. Great faith. You have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very answer. Amen. Great faith. Woman, you have great faith. Why did Jesus say she had great faith? First of all, she was a Canaanite woman. Y'all know what that means? She was not a Jew. She was an outsider. She was not a Jew. She was not a part of the blood covenant people. Amen. But not only was she a Canaanite, and there was a, a, a animosity between the Canaanites and the Jews. So there was always friction. All right. So she was a Canaanite, but not only that, she was a woman. And she approached Jesus in the public. That was something you didn't do. That was something that she was risking being jailed or, or whatever. Because she faced, uh, approached him in the public and she was a Canaanite. So her great faith was that she was willing to put her life and her safety online because she believed that God would do what God had called, said he would do in his word. You notice she referred to him as son of David. Remember, she called him. She had not been taught this. She had heard this somewhere. Did she hear him preach some? Was she in the outskirts of some multitude when he was teaching and preaching? How did she learn that he was uh, the Lord, that he was, it said, the seed of David? She knew a lot about, she knew that he was the promised Messiah, something that the Jewish leaders of the day did not even acknowledge. You see that? So he said, you have great faith. But notice what else? When she asked him to heal, he says, well, I was sent to the lost sheep of Israel. That's my purpose. And she said, yeah, I understand that but I have a need. Even though you say that I'm of the wrong race, even though you say I'm of the wrong sex, even so you, though you say I'm un, under the wrong education, you know, my education level does not fit to receiving what I stand in need of. I'm going to go out after it in faith. Don't allow anyone to limit you because you're a woman. 
Don't allow anyone to limit you because you're white. Don't allow anyone to limit you because you're black. Don't allow anyone to limit you because you're, you had a child outside of marriage. Don't allow anybody to limit you. you got to know who you are yeah. in Christ Jesus. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. So Jesus said to her, it's not right. Now, y'all got to understand this. I'm, I'm getting ready to take you. I know some of y'all are getting tired. But she says, uh, he says, it's not right to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. The bread is the word of God, right? Gentiles or, or Canaanites, Gentiles, were referred to dogs by the Jews, okay? But it was not like, y'all stop it. It was not like the um, evil, whatever, it was like the family pet, you know, the, this little puppy thing. So when she said that, Jesus said, you know, you don't get the bread, children's bread to the dog. She said, yeah, but even the puppies get under the table and get the crumbs. What is she saying? Her great faith is saying, if it's nothing but the crumbs from God's table, that'll be enough to do what I need. If it's nothing but the crumbs from God's table, it will be enough to satisfy whatever it is that I stand in. I want you to notice, and, and ladies, this is especially for you, and I'm, I am getting ready to close. She didn't cop an attitude by when he referred to her as a dog. She wasn't concerned. She said, you call me anything you want to call me. Just answer my prayer. Amen. You know how we get insulted and we start the neck movement and, you know, all this other kind of stuff. And we're going to get offended in a heartbeat because somebody looked at us crooked or said something. Those things, that's not going to phase me. I know who I am. I know who I am. We just learned that, listen to that song, he knows my name. Yeah. I know who I am. So she didn't allow Satan to use that to make her get indignant and walk away from her blessing. Amen. How many times have you walked away from your blessing because you were ticked by something that someone said or offended by something that someone said yeah. or allowed the least little thing to make your back get up? She knew what she needed from God. And she said, I'm not going to allow anything to hinder it. Faith responds to the word of God. And that's what she did. She was responding to what she heard about this name called, a man called Jesus. That's great faith. Today, <coughs> when you leave this place, <coughs> you can leave in strong faith. <coughs> Thank you, Lord. You can leave in great faith, but don't leave in little faith. Amen. 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 Let us pray. <coughs> Father God, we come to you in the precious, holy, and righteous name of Jesus. Lord God, help us to realize that without faith, it's impossible to please you. So you want us to live every day in faith. You want our life, everything that we do and everything that we say to be centered around our faith in you. I'm going to say that again. You want our life and everything we say and everything we do to center around our faith in you. Yeah. Lord, I don't know if there's anyone here this morning that doesn't know you. There may be some people that are indifferent towards you this morning. I don't know. But you sent forth your word for a reason. Yeah. 
and you sent forth your word for a season. And we thank you, Lord God. In the wonderful, holy, and righteous name of Jesus, my soul says amen. Amen. Our invitational hymn is amen and amen. I want to know if there's anyone here this morning. Put it on. Is there anyone here this morning that doesn't know my Jesus? Is there anyone here? Turn it down a little bit. Anyone here this morning that doesn't know my Jesus and the pardoning of their sins? God said you have to have faith that God is. You got to know who God is. You got to know that God is the one true and living God. So have you accepted his son as your Lord and Savior? If there's anyone here that doesn't know my Savior, Lord, lift your hands. If there's anyone here that doesn't know Jesus in the pardon of their sins, lift your hand. What if there's anybody here that has not been living for the Lord? You've had a head knowledge of Christ, but you haven't had a heart knowledge of Christ where you're allowing him to lead and guide you. Is there anyone here that wants to rededicate their life to the Lord and draw closer to the Lord? Let the church say amen. Let me ask you a question that God's been asking for the past couple of weeks. Are you rapture ready? Are you rapture ready? You know what the rapture is, right? Are you ready? If you're not rapture ready, you got some things that need to change in your life. Father, I thank you for the saints that have gathered. And I ask you to do what only you can do with the word that you sent forth. We love you, Lord. In the wonderful name of Jesus, my soul says amen. Now may the peace of God and the sweet, sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be with you now, henceforth, and forevermore, world without end. Amen. We have a fellowship meal in the back. We ask you to go through this door. Oh, yes, so to bless the food. Father God, we ask you to bless the food that we're preparing to receive for the nourishment of our bodies and bless the hands that are prepared. In the name of Jesus, my soul says amen. We want to honor our new members. So we had a, a meal prepared. So you go through this door and then you go through the kitchen and get your plates and you'll wind up in the social hall. Amen. So won't you stand and just go through here. Let our guests get in line first. Amen. Let our guests, those who are going to stay. Amen. Amen. Won't you stand? Amen. Okay, Abuji, uh, I need you to take, you can take him through here and we'll get a plate for him. Okay, Vondell. Uh, Amen. Are y'all going to stay and eat? I've been looking for you. I didn't see you at first this morning. I said, oh my goodness, where's my you here? But I saw you and I was happy. I had to make sure. Uh-huh. Yes, they do. They do. They do. Okay. But we can take him through here and set him at a table. Yeah.
you'll get to come more often. Okay, and we have Bible studies and stuff. It's on the bulletin and you can okay. maybe do Zoom or something like that. Okay. Okay? But we're right now uh, until December, beginning of December, for Thanksgiving break. Okay, okay. Um, come here. Christian, come here. No, put him down. Come over here. Okay, I didn't get a come up here. I didn't get a chance to. Your mother was supposed to call me in, but it seems like you all are not interested in having the um, Bible study, the youth Bible study, and I don't want to force you to do anything for God that you don't want to do. Okay because then you're not going to be doing it with your whole heart. So I'm not angry with you or upset with you or anything like that, but I want you to know that you have to realize you may not want to do this, but you have to realize that Tom and Adrian, that when you go in class and you act like you don't want to be there, that hurts them too. So sometimes we have to think about how people are feeling from our reactions. All right. So at any rate, I'm canceling the youth Bible study. We're going to leave it off until perhaps God lays it on. I think y'all were just so excited in class, you don't remember for whatever reason that y'all wanted to continue. Maybe one day again, but you need to have a hunger for the Word of God. And I was hoping that that would help. So now that you don't want to do it, 
Okay, and I'm assuming you don't because you haven't been there for the last two months. But what I want you to see is um, if you don't want to be back there studying, then you've got to be in here and you've got to be listening and studying and, you know, taking notes and this kind of thing. Because you said you learn more out here than you do in there. Whether that's true. Out there, I don't really think I'm learning. It's like more about what, how I feel. Okay. About, it's not like I'm not learning. That's my thing. I don't want to Okay. My opinion on how I feel about uh, or what things mean to me. Uh huh. But yeah. Okay. And it's like while church is going on, it's like sometimes it doesn't feel right when I hear y'all praying and it's like we're talking so much. Oh, okay. But okay. the music is so loud. Okay. And everybody is like, and I'm trying to focus. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know that. I appreciate that. What about you? Oh, just. Um, the first week I wasn't here, yeah, I went to a different church. And then the second week I was over at Sharice. Uh, we went we went over there that week. That's why I wasn't here. So. Okay, okay. All right, well you know, when you have a when you have a commitment to God, you put that first. You had a commitment for that Sunday, not to be at another church but to be here. We have to learn that when we make a commitment to God, we honor that commitment first. Okay, but at any rate, I've canceled it for now. We'll see what God moves in your heart later. Maybe we'll get more kids. I don't know. But I, the reason I did it during church was because trying to get y'all here earlier for class, you know, it's hard enough to get you here by 1030. If I would have said like we used to do at Beachville, we had Sunday school at 930 and church started at 1030. Getting y'all here at 930, I felt was be kind of hard. But right now, it's a mute thing. It's over, and just know um, that I'm not upset with you or anything. It's just, it's, I want you to grow in the Lord, okay? Go and get yourself some food. Okay. Do me a favor and get my, you know, it's, it's my black and white jacket. But it goes to this. It's like a long coat. You know what I'm talking about? 